Hey, everybody, it's that time. Yes, it is. It's Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. Also heard on pod clips around the world. I'm Fred. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. Art Source, uh, guys, the guy who runs Galaxy Sports back in Pennsylvania, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans, and uh, lived most of his life in Southern California. First, Art, did you happen to watch the ESPYs on Wednesday night? And what did you think? Actually, I actually didn't catch them because uh, I'm kind of in my midsummer strike right now. I was very upset that the National League lost its ninth consecutive All-Star game. I had bet the other way, so I was a little upset about that. I'm just I'm kind of upset with the world of sports in general, Fred. And, you know, they keep patting each other on the backs, and they do nothing for the old players. They do nothing for the tradition of the game. I mean, look at the uniforms they wore in that that game. Those American League uniforms were just horrendous. I mean, what what a slate gray. I mean, they won the game, though, so what do I know? And, you know, what's with the National League not being able to compete in these all-star games? And we know it's a one-game deal. I don't know. I I, got to tell you, it's a – it's a mess in the world of sports, no question about that. But but if you didn't watch it, the folks out there might have. Uh, I thought Steph Curry did a great job. I think he's a natural. He's going to be a host of something once he uh, retires. He's just just totally. Fred, is there anything job. that Steph Curry doesn't do very well? I think I mean, the he guy is been... talented in so many different ways. He hangs out with Timberlake and those guys. I mean, he's got great rhythm. He plays great golf. He can shoot. He says the right thing at the right time. He, I mean, the, the guy really, I mean, and, and I think growing up in the environment, he grew up with the great dad that he had and family background that he had. Um, I think that's a big part of this. It reminds me a little bit of Kobe and, and you know, and, and Joe Bryant, Jelly Bean Joe. And, and, and I think it's great for the NBA to have a spokesman much like Steph who has that much class. How about Charles Barkley in this LIV? professional golf series well i think he's made it clear his entire life uh, all he cares about is dollars if they're going to offer him the big bucks so uh, he's going to do it he's going to and folks what we're talking about uh, i guess they've offered him the saudis have offered him uh, broadcasting a job with the saudi golf uh, tournaments and uh, i i presume he's going to take it and of course you know the, the, the thing is right now on uh, the, the tnt thing he does it's got great ratings throughout the years. I think he just assumes that wherever he goes, the people will follow. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, he's you got. Know, Fred, to- here's the only thing that I say the positive about it is uh, he loves the game of golf. He works. He really works a lot. And he travels a lot. This kind of restricts the travel a little bit. He's going to get three times more money. You know, fifteen million to you know, probably $45 million. He can do it for three years if he feels like he wants to go back to the NBA. He does. He's got all those other side deals now with the Subway sandwiches. I mean, the guy's doing fantastically well. He and Shaquille O'Neal, to me, are the preeminent spokesmen to come out of that era. I mean, Shaquille has got his hands in probably 12 to different 14 corporate entities. You know, so he's uh, making more. One guy decided to take less, uh, James Harden, about over two years, about $25 million less from the 76ers. 
uh, you can presume that he thought that uh, that difference in the money would help the club look better, which would make him look better in the eyes of the world. Your thoughts are at source. I was impressed by that, actually, because, I mean, let's be honest, Fred. When he signed that big multi-year deal, he was playing for Houston. He's bounced around since there. I think we're in the fifth or sixth year. Um, he's, just, he's still a very viable player, but he's not what he was six years ago, in my opinion. Now, with Embiid, with the talent that the 76ers can put out there, thanks to him, you know, opening up $20 million to be able to go out and find some other guys. Hey, you know, you've got, you've got Steph Curry's brother on that ball club. I think that's, a, that's another part of it. I think the East is wide open. There's four or five great teams in the NBA. I'm interested to see, to see if, uh, if Jeannie Buss and the Lakers can get back into that upper echelon in uh, the NBA Western Conference. Folks, I believe Sports Business, Sports Media, also heard on pod clips. You could email us, sportsfred at AO.com, sportsfred at AO.com. Okay, so now we're, t- we're taping this on July 21 at about uh, 3.15 Pacific time, Pacific Daylight time, 6.15 in the East. Apparently, July 31, uh, we're going to get, a uh, again, a mandate, mass mandate here in L.A. County. Now, it hasn't come into being yet, but apparently that's the date. You think the Lakers are still looking for Kyrie, or do you think the Lakers now, maybe Jeannie is finally awakened and looking in a different direction? I don't think Kyrie ever really wanted to play in L.A. I think he used it like a lot of players do as leverage to get more money for kind of where he does want to play. Now, that's in his mind. And, baby, that's a pretty wide open place. So I can't even go in that mind and say what he's thinking at this point in time. But I will say this. I hope the Lakers do what we've talked about, which is give these three another chance, surround them with some talent, unless they can, you know, get some really quality players for one of the three, you know? And, and I mean, otherwise, I think you're in that position where you're kind of stuck. Their summer league teams are looking good. They got young talent out there. Now, whether that's ready to play in the NBA, we don't know about that, Fred. But uh, by the way, Fred, who really is the general manager? Of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I, I think most people think what LeBron wants, LeBron gets. That's why, of course, the Westbrook deal was made last season, and I don't think anybody thought it would work out as horribly as it did. Uh, and Westbrook's got a big ego, but he's an, he's a guy that is given to UCLA seven hundred fifty million dollars to fix the athletic department and things like that. So, I mean, he's not a bad guy. He does, he does, he does support a lot of great causes. And I mean, I I don't question that just Westbrook's a a top of the top of the line guy in terms of off the court. Um, You know, what's interesting, Fred, I was thinking NFL camps, opening up training camps. I was amazed that only eight teams in the NFL actually go and practice somewhere like the Steelers go to St. Vincent's college. Most of them stay at their own little training center at home. And, you know, I mean, I was amazed. There's going to be like only two preseason games this year, Fred. I mean, I came from an era where we had five, six, and seven sometimes if you played in the Hall of Fame game. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Why is it that important to go elsewhere? Tell me, because I'm not exactly sure. Well, here's what I'm thinking. You know, we have a kind of a vortex, unless you're a baseball fan, right now there's not a lot on TV. I mean, I find myself, 
you know, tuning into the CFL occasionally just because I like to see five receivers going full speed in different directions at one time. I think it's fascinating to watch. But uh, I like football, and I, I miss football. And I'm thinking, you know, maybe they could start the season more like in uh, in the middle of August or something of that nature. I remember when the old Southern California Sun were in the World Football League with Gary Davidson. You know, they had that summer series, and you'd go out to Anaheim Stadium on a gorgeous, you know, July night. It's 8 o'clock start, perfect temperatures. I mean, I don't know. I just think I think the NFL needs to uh, to embrace a little a little bit more kind of far-sighted thinking is what we're going to call it. I guess the uh, magic number now for quarterbacks in the NFL would be two hundred thirty million. Kyrie. Uh, uh. <laughs> By the way, is Deshaun Watson? Are they ever going to make a decision on this guy? Or is he just going to be in limbo for two years? And then they go, all right, he spent enough time in limbo. Uh, uh, folks, I don't know if you could live on $230 million, but apparently uh, the quarterbacks in the NFL, that is the uh, magic. Well, here's the deal time. of the century right now. I mean, he's on the, you know, the blue, spe- blue plate special. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he's not exactly a ham sandwich. The guy takes teams to the playoffs. They, oh, he's got injury problems, yada, yada, yada. But you know what? He played three games in the playoffs last year, went to Green Bay, beat Green Bay. You know, if not for, a, you know, a defensive back catching an interception, they had a chance to beat, you know, the Rams in L.A. twice in a row. So, I mean, I don't understand. They don't want to pay him $19 million. If I was a team out there and I didn't have a great quarterback, I would find Jimmy Garoppolo away on the roster for him. Cleveland Browns are trying out uh, Josh Rosen, of course, with five years ago now at UCLA. He was the fifth of the uh, number one draft picks uh, were quarterbacks. Does he have anything where he can be a quarterback in the NFL? Fred, I've always loved his potential. He goes back to St. John Bosco. I mean, the kid was just prolific thrower of the football. But, you know, he came from a very, very, very wealthy family. Um, I'm not sure he has the inner will to want to be a great NFL quarterback. He has all the tools, everybody that's ever seen him. I think he's been with five teams now. Everybody loves him. I mean, Bruce Arians said, if I can get him to focus, there's nothing he can't do on the football field. You know, he's the kind of guy, another, like we talk about Sam Darnold, you know, you stick him with a guy like Tom Brady and, and they understand work ethic and they learn how to read defenses and they become quarterbacks not talented throwers. You know what I mean? The difference, like a John Brody in the seventies who took command, you know, who cares if the, the, the wagons, you know, the horses were blind, let's load the wagons and go. Those are great leaders. Stafford has that in it, but that's what I'm talking about. You don't see that with this young generation of young, of quarterbacks. I saw it in Baker Mayfield a little bit. And they got rid of it. All right. Uh, in a couple of hours, of course, the hearings take place in uh, D.C. I can't wait for those. Apparently, uh, they're going to see what uh, the uh, former president was doing as the uh, we were attacked uh, with the insurrection. Uh, but the reason I'm bringing that up is that three years ago, our governor, Newsom, in California, was totally behind the NIL. And that opened the door for the NCAA to do the easy thing and let the players make as much as they want 
which in my mind has already partially destroyed the game. Now Newsom says UCLA has no right to jump to the Big Ten without the okay of the rest of the schools in the UCLA system, California system. So talk about that for a minute. Well, my poor view on that is, you know, he is the chancellor of all the, you know, Cal- the California universities, whether it be the, uh, you know, the, the state colleges or the, or the Cal's and the, and the USC, I mean, the, uh, the UCLA's and I guess UC Chico and, and those schools. So, I mean, I think he's very, very upset because he, he thought that, that things were going to work out for the Pac-12, which we all hoped and prayed for, Fred. We've been, we've been yakking about that for five years. I mean, what what the ex-commissioner did, he set him back. Larry, he set him back. Larry Scott set him back so far. And then Klyavikov came in. He didn't, he didn't have the wherewithal or the, or the contractual leverage to be able to make it happen. And, and then Under Armour put Cal and UCLA in the tub by, you know, with their lawsuits, they were, they were down a hundred million apiece. So they forced, they forced UCLA to make a move and UCLA saw USC was ready to go and the big 10 tripled the amount of money they're going to make in a couple of years. Right now it's double, but it's going to be over 120 million per school, which is like the PAC 12 cannot get more than 50 probably Fred. And I mean, I'm just, just from what I can ascertain in the marketplace, and, for, and it works for, in so many different for, ways. For, for political re- for political reasons, do you think he has the strength to stop the move of UCLA? I actually do, uh, based on what I what I have, have read. I mean, at a certain point in time, you know, he's going to look at it and realize that it's going to really help both of those schools, and if the Big Twelve could step up and assimilate some of the Utahs, the Colorados, the Arizona, the Arizona states. There's still enough great schools for San Diego State, UNLV, Nevada, or, you know, and, and I think Oregon will go somewhere also. I mean, they're too big of a, a power. But I think you'll still have a West Coast conference of something. And, I mean, San Diego State plays great football. It just comes down to they would have never been in this position when we were playing, we were winning five national championships in a decade, okay? That hasn't happened in the Pac-12 since Pete Carroll went to Seattle. So that's the reality there. And prior to that, SC went 25 years from 78 to 03 before their next title. So, I mean, these things, believe me, it's not, it's not easy competing with the Clemsons, the Ohio States, the Michigans, the Alabamas. I mean, they, they have full-on staffs. I mean, you know that, Fred. That that's that football building is like Bill Belichick designed it. Okay, before we go, the All-Star game, Major League Baseball Tuesday of this week, lost another half a million viewers. Is it on Manfred? Is it on the fact that the game has changed? I think under Manfred, why half a million fewer viewers this year than last year? Um, Herschel Bernardi would say tradition. They have no tradition anymore, Fred. I mean, they really don't. I, I mean, as a little kid, and, and they've got to market the game to the youth. That's another thing they, they don't do anymore. I mean, kids in school at the boys' clubs, wherever they are in the summer camps, they should have tickets. They should be going to the games. It's all about kids and 
And you know what? Radio doesn't exist anymore either. See, I had a love affair with my announcers, whether we were at the beach, you know, tucked in bed at nine o'clock on, on, on a Tuesday night with my transistor under the, the pillow, listening to Vince Scully or, or Dick Henberg. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. They've lost their tether in terms of the common fan, and they've priced themselves just out of the ball game. I mean, somebody said you could park at Dodger Stadium for twelve fifty, and I said, "Where?" You know, one thing I hate. We'll go after this. Uh, I don't like them talking to the players as the players are playing. I think it makes a mockery of the whole thing. Green innings, I, I, I think it's fine, but during the, the action of the game, no, you're not getting that inside the game. Now, if he's running off the field and he made a great catch in the left field corner and he's heading to the dugout, if you want to clue in and say, hey, that was awesome play, what were you thinking when that ball went over your left side, you know? Just wanted to get to it as fast as I could. I, I was real lucky to get there, whatever. That's different, but I agree with you, Fred. I don't want to be, I don't want to be standing at the plate while somebody's talking to me about if they're going to throw a curveball or a fastball. No, not really. <laughs> not with the Art, way these guys well, throw. Your, your final thought to, for this version of a Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Take it away. You know, honestly, Fred, I love doing this show. I mean, I never thought in a, in a million years that they would be playing for the amounts of money they play for now um, and still be as entitled as they really are, these great athletes. And they are great athletes, but that's all they are. You know, I wish more of them took – a little bit more of a, a role in, in, in the community and things of that nature. But, hey, right now it's summertime. Um, coming off some good things. I'm looking forward to a great, great second half of the year in 2022. Art, be well. Mario, be well. And we'll see you around the corner. Believe Sports Business Sports Media. Also heard on podcasts. Bye, everybody.